Hey y'all, Frog here. I'm just uh, letting you know that this episode for some reason had some audio issues. I would cut in and out at random intervals, still having the full um, audio for you, but having just empty space. So I did my best to listen to the entire track and edited out all of those sections. So if you do hear some little like jumps, uh, that would be the reason. Uh, so here it is, episode 20. Uh, welcome to Republic City, and thank you guys so much for listening. We don't say it enough. This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end. With fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dicebenders. How is it that I always almost die on every mission? We haven't even really started this one yet. Do I want to do this? I'm going to pull out my amulet and show it to them. What are you protecting? The family has us bringing in a package into the Fire Nation. And is there anyone supervising you? We do have a supervisor on board. His name is Slick. Are you Rena? And so, that is where we have left off at. Jaeger and Kevin, you guys have made your way back onto the White Lotus ship. Taro, you're kind of caught into this uh, confrontation uh, with this airbender here talking to him. Uh, so we'll start with Jaeger and Kevin. You guys head back onto the White Lotus ship, and you see the teachers are standing there. Vana comes up and looks at you, Kevin, and goes, oh, "Kevin, uh, you guys, you guys did a really good job." And looks over at Jaeger and sees how hurt he is, and she's like, "Oh, uh, do you, do you need a little help with?" And just kind of gestures to all of you and says, "That." I'm pretty much fine. That. I think I barely took a hit. Yeah, I barely took a hit. No, I'm, I'm talking like, to your firebender, sweetie. Yeah, he definitely helped. I healed him the best I could, but I think it's between the two of us, he could be better. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of this. And she pulls out uh, some water from her water skin and starts healing you, Jaeger. Uh, and because you guys aren't in combat, she's just going to spend her... Her, all of her stuff gets you healed, so Jaeger, you're fully up to uh, health. And uh, Sean comes up as she's healing and like t uh, grabs you by the shoulder, Jaeger, and kind of speaks to you um, without actually looking at you. You guys are kind of looking in opposite directions, and he just goes, You've done well, student. Thank you, Master Sean. And uh, he just gives a very slight nod before... Uh, walking over to the uh, the ship that is trying to move all their stuff over onto the the now is the their ship but was once the greater ship um the most likely tried to speak with uh like the leader of that ship to figure out what exactly was going on and why they were in these waters meanwhile taro uh you just got confronted face to face by hearing a name that you have not heard in many years, Airbender is just looking at you with this very uh, scrunched face, trying to read you as as he calls out that name. 
she's gonna effort she's shocked for a moment um and she puts a bit of a trained like confused look on her face and she goes rena's dead and unless you want to join her i'd shut your air hole if mm, i'll give you the option to do this you can either roll a deception check to try to trick him into with that face that you're giving, or you can roll an intimidation check to try to scare him away from act, trying to read you. Okay, which one's better? Um, deception it is. Um, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you got a whole uh, plus one to that from... From training time, it up or whatever. You? Yeah, my intimidation is minus one, so I don't want that. <laughs> wow, okay, that wasn't great. I got a four. Okay, well, I was going to roll for him, but it sounds... Let's see, if he gets less than a 2, uh, <laughs> he'll beat that. And he got a natural 20, so... Um, <laughs> he, he more than, he more than uh, was able to read you. Um, and he just kind of gives you this face where he's like, Really? Really? He goes, okay, well, if Rena's dead, then where did you get that emblem? I really don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Okay, well, fine. But listen. Whatever you do, try to keep that on the down low, okay? And the look that you gave when I mentioned Slick, chances are you know him. You can try to talk to him. I don't know how that's going to work out. They just paid me to make sure that the shipments get over. I'm just telling you, like, watch yourself, okay? Can I roll insight, like, to see if he's being truthful or, like, honest? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. No, I'm not gonna use this dice. Goodbye. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Go to dice jail. I'll still yeah. bye bye. Hello, Ego. Which one do I even want? Oh, you're hitting the sack in the dice jail now, lad. <laughs> Excuse me, who's that? Hello? Who was that? Was that? Hello? How are you? I just called. Yeah. Say, how you doing? How are you doing? So, I take it you got a really bad roll. <laughs> yeah, I got a five, so... Um, and oh. what's my what's my insight? Six. No. You got <laughs> no. a six total? Yeah. Um, you don't really know how to read Airbenders too well, honestly. Like, he's kind of given the same blank expression that you get from Yang whenever you guys are just... chatting. So, like you don't know what he's meaning by anything he's saying. Same feeling you get when you talk with Go. Like, they're just really hard people to read, I guess. Okay, I'm... Um, listen, thank you. I appreciate your whatever advice. I don't really need it. Um, but I mean it. Like, Rena died two years ago. I'm not Rena anymore, so... 
okay, okay. And he puts his hands up to, like, do that whole, like, okay, well, big shot here type of thing. And he backs up a little bit, and he's like, well, just do what you want, then. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to help you out. And he just uh, walks over to his ship to help the rest of his crew start moving stuff over to the uh, the better ship. And uh, you hear Vana on the White Lotus ship shout your name. Taro! Taro, come here! I'm coming, I'm coming. I run over. Okay. So the three of you are standing there. Um, Vana has just healed you, Jaeger, as Taro is running up. Uh, she finished and put her water back into her water skin and, and closed it. Uh, you don't see Shang there, uh, just the rest of them there when you get up there, Taro. So how'd it go? And she's like, she's really anxious right now. Like her palms are sweaty. Could have gone better. Oh, I almost died. You what? Wow, I missed a lot. Yeah, it was it was, it was looking a little rough, and she looks over at the you, thing uh, Taro. Is, Go ahead, Kevin. The important thing is Yang is. Uh, I mean, Jaeger is here. Yep. I don't know why they did Oh, Jaeger is still up and standing. Oh. The bad guys or um, the southern raiders are were stopped, and that's the important thing. And their ship is uh, can now be used for the other people to to get where they need to go because that ship they were on, I doubt it's it's still seaworthy. Yeah, they uh, seem to be kind of sinking. As you Do guys are saying that? that, you guys are casually talking about this as you see, like, the crew from the ship that was getting attacked is frantically moving all their stuff over onto the new ship. I think I'm gonna go over there and help them. That and also I need more water for my water skins. <laughs> Alright, so you guys uh, take a little bit of time, rush over to try to help them out uh, you get everything over and all the people are still safe they are now on the southern raiders ship but they put the flag down and put up their own flag the similar uh fist in front of the mountain uh logo that is on their flag raise it high up in the sky and as they do that this entire time shang doesn't lift a finger to help them move the stuff over he's kind of more like inspecting everything that's coming by and like trying to read everybody because he's he's just trying to figure out as many and like as much as he can before he goes to ask people anything uh this is very uh jaeger you know this is very shang behavior he's much more of a watcher than anything so he's just trying to get a read on this he it takes a lot for him to trust Pretty much anybody. But everything gets moved over. Uh, finally, that old ship has pretty much sunken. And it's just the two of you now. Um, Vana is still standing with uh, you guys after finishing moving uh, the stuff that she could. And this guy comes up to you. Kind of short, but very greaser-like hair. Uh, 
just imagine like the outsiders or Greece, how slick back their hair was. And he's got, uh, he doesn't have any glasses on or anything or any kind of facial hair. He looks actually rather clean despite how much oil has sat in his hair for God knows how long. Uh, he comes up, he's wearing this little pirate outfit. <laughs> he's wearing this pirate outfit. Uh, go ahead. I try so hard to keep a straight face. I just describe it like, oh, that did it. Yeah, as he's walking up to you guys, you see the rest of the people behind him start like snapping their fingers, walking slowly as as he's walking up to you guys. Just a couple Just, of like, us guys. He turns around. That's so good. He, he turns around. They all stop and get back to what they're doing, and then you know he walks up to you guys, and he goes, "Hey, hey, you know, I just wanted to say, uh, uh thank you guys for coming over and helping us out." He looks over at your flag and looks over at everybody's. Uh, a sash and they're like, he goes i take it you guys are um you guys are white lotus huh yes sir why did they attack you hey i mean i don't know man it, it, it's the pirates you know anytime they ever see a ship out here they go and try to take on whatever they've got anybody that weighs a flag must have treasure i guess i don't know hmm. dm can i do an insight <laughs> uh sure all right Oh, that's good. 16 plus 3. A 19. Okay, and it sounds like it's pretty uh, pretty real. You guys are aware, especially you, Kevin, being a waterbender, hearing about the raiders, both southern and northerns. Um, they are pirates. They like to pillage. They like to take ships that look like they are uh, innocently floating by. So there, there sounds like there is some good truth to it. You're not entirely sure if it's the whole truth, but you know, that seems, that seems like a logical conclusion. Like pretty much you're telling me half truth or something like that. It feels that way. Uh, It looks like um, Republic City uh, needs to do more patrols in this area for pirates. Instead of we White Lotus needs to patrol the waters. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you guys what you guys need to do, but hey, you guys were there to save the day today's, and I'm thankful for that. That's all I can ask. And he's scanning you guys and looks over and, like, does a double take on, um... Well, actually, everybody give me a perception check as you're talking to this guy. I'm gonna do Uh, one for Rana and for uh, Sean. Do you want me to also do one? Yeah, you can do it. Okay. All right, I got a nice thirteen. <laughs> yeah, got, got, got himself a fourteen. <laughs> okay, so anybody that got over a fourteen or fourteen or higher notices this. Uh, he does a double take when his eyes scan Tara. He just goes back and says, "Well, I mean, if you guys." Um, we we are making food deliveries out to the Fire Nation. If y'all need anything to eat, we we might be able to spare you guys a couple barrels or something. Don't know where you guys are traveling to. Uh, speaks up and she's like, "Oh, it it's totally fine. We've we're just heading to Republic City. We'll be there shortly anyway." You were gonna say something, Kevin? Uh, I'm sorry about your boat. I hope you have insurance on it. Yeah, yeah. With uh. 
I'm sure my boss has already got some kind of insurance or something. But, uh... Under her breath, <laughs> she's gonna go, Yeah, they do. And uh, he just looks at the rest of y'all and he, he's like, Well, I mean, if nobody's got anything else to say, uh, you guys do what you need to do, we're gonna do what we need to do. Uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, before he turns away, Shang stops him and he goes, What did you say your name was? He turns around and he's like, oh, I'm glad you asked. And he like does that thumb to nose thing and like slides it over. And he goes, name's Slick. And he like rubs his hands, uh, slicking his hair back to, and then reaches over for a handshake. And you guys are just seeing like oil on his hands dripping like it's drool as he reaches over for a handshake on Shang. And Shang just looks at his hand and then looks back at the man and he goes, pleasure. And just walks off. <laughs> I like that. That and, and thank goodness, uh, Sean was like, "I'm just no, that's just nasty. That's pure nasty. <laughs> that is just pure nasty." Oh, what was it? Something I said. Mm -hmm. and, and he does like one final uh, take, and this time Taro, uh, Taro, roll me one more perception check as he's turning away. Wow, nine again. Okay, yeah. You just see him turn around and starting to walk off. Dang. <sighs> Absolutely heading back to our ship, right? Yeah, he's heading back onto the new his new ship. Uh, they're about to pull up the anchor and then start uh, setting sail again for their locate their destination. You want to try to stop him or something? No. I assume we're heading up. Uh, so they came to our ship, right? They did a whole talking yeah. thing, or we were on the new, their new ship? To y'all's ship as a sign of uh, appreciation and respect. Gotcha. You guys saved his crew's life. The least he can do is talk to you guys on your turf. Uh, you know, to show the kind of trust. Gotcha. Uh, he walks over back to his as ship. He, as uh, he walks away, um, Tara's gonna be like, "It's nice to meet you, Slick." Uh, and he goes, uh, he stops and he turns around, looks at you dead in the face, and he goes, uh, "It's nice to meet you too." Um, I don't mean to sound rude, but I hope I never see you again. And he just smiles, and Taro, give me one last perception check. Oh, come on, please. Eight plus three is what is that? Eleven. Yes, eleven. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> hey, at least it's better than the nine you were you were uh, rolling. That's... I mean, nine, eleven. You know. True. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, I got that one real quick. Time. Got Illuminati. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Taro, when he says that, he hopes he never sees you again. You look in his eyes and you see this look that is kind of hard to read it. So, like, it almost looks like he's saying, like, seriously, let's not meet again as he walks away. Back at you. But their ship takes off. Uh, Shang watches it for an obscenely long time just to 
because he's Shong. Uh, as you guys set sail back on your route to Republic City. And Vana, because of the roles that um, I got for the teachers, Vana walks up to you, Taro. Jaeger, Kevin, and Taro, actually, I want to ask, what are you guys doing? Um, Taro's being an anxious baby. Pacing around. <laughs> Kevin want to figure out what the heck is going on. <laughs> like, uh, look at her like, are you okay? Jaeger is more than likely chilling in the sack and thinking to himself, there might be an imposter among us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of sus bringing that up all Pretty of a sudden. Pretty sus. That's sus, not going to lie. I've listeners, been here longer than you guys have. That's right, listeners. I was we, doing we are, we are um we are hip, we are new and cool. We know what sus means. Don't add us. Because we don't know how to say suspicion. I don't know how to spell suspicions. I'm not very superstitious. Superstitious? I'm not very uh smellerlicious. Smellerby? <laughs> Smellerby? Is that you? After all Probably. these years? <laughs> How did we get into the topic of smells? You, you see uh, the skeleton of Smeller Bee floating by. Just kidding. It's a good, 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 good. One last Halloween. <laughs> One last Halloween thing. Alright. But anyway. Pull out my mason jar full of potatoes. Do Irish have potatoes like that? You know how many potatoes it takes to kill an Irishman? No. It's none. Oh, because of the famine. Yeah, the famine. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Dang, death for the rest of this episode. Anyway. Sean Connery. Yeah, he he's gone now. He's dead. He, he died. He bun. He done been. All right, let's not talk about death anymore. Let's uh, oh, <laughs> carry okay. on, please. So, uh, Kevin, you went up to Taro to try to talk to her or something? Yeah. Uh, Taro, are you okay? You seem a bit anxious. Huh, what do you mean? I'm super cool, super great. I'm so okay. cool. And she puts two thumbs up. I'm going to do an insight, even though this is probably easy as heck. Yeah, it would be. Um, go ahead and roll with advantage. And Taro, you do an opposed, um, a deception check, Taro. Okay. 30, 20. 17 yeah, you, plus 3. You beat me. I got 12. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm seeing she's lying through her teeth. Something is up. <laughs> And uh, you're sitting there thinking that, and you feel a hand touch your shoulder, Kevin. Mm -hmm. uh, you turn around and you see it's Vana, and she's just she just looks at you and is like, "Hey, do you mind if I uh, if I talk to Taro for a second? Sure. And I am going um, bar a little like back to my room um, to meditate. Okay. You go inside the room and. You see Jaeger is peeling potatoes for some reason. Um, Jaeger? 
Why are you peeling potatoes? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Taro, back in Ireland, see, uh, <laughs> you see Vana come up to you after dismissing Kevin and just kind of stands next to you as you guys are feeling the ocean breeze trailing over to your public city. Uh, you guys are starting to get a whiff of city smell almost. You can't necessarily see the city just yet, but you know you guys are like right there. Um, and Vana doesn't really talk. She just kind of sits there and looks out into the ocean a little bit uh, near you. And she's finally like, so, um, bit of the past, huh? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, I I get it. You don't want to talk about it, so I'll make sure that they try not to disturb you with it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I don't... She doesn't know what to say, so she's just gonna look out into the ocean and... I don't know, think about how the ocean goes whoosh whoosh, you know? Do you say that out loud? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you do do that. <laughs> and walk up to er the, the water burner and go, it, dang, ain't it crazy how the water go whoosh whoosh? And she goes, oh yeah, especially during the moon, it goes swoo, swoo. Yeah, you get it. Oh my god, every single time I try to talk to someone about it, they don't get it. DM, is everybody on the boat losing their mind? Like, <laughs> are we are we in another <laughs> fever dream? I'm so tired, y'all. I've been up since 3 a.m. I feel that. I understand. But that's all um, That's all she says to you. She just kind of like touches you solemnly on the shoulder and heads off. Um, Jaeger, is there anything that you want to do before heading in, into the city? Um, not anything in particular. Like, I don't... I think he'd just want to rest. Okay. And Kevin? Jaeger still haven't answered my question. What's with the potatoes? I was just saying that for... I was saying that for comedic effect. Jaeger doesn't actually have to be peeling to, uh, potatoes. Oh! Don't you, don't you worry your brain there. Oh, I thought he was making some french fries or something. You boil or mash them and you stick them in a stew. What's a french fry? Oh, that's right. They probably won't have it. Oh, like, oh. I thought he was making like, some chips and, and fish. Yeah. Wouldn't it be like the fire flakes? Oh, that would be fire. Could be fire flakes. They're just Cajun fries. Mmm. Mmm. So good. Oh my oh, god. I want some Cajun fries right now. Oh my god, please. Oh, especially with like some with good fresh uh, with a good southern fish fry. I want to mm. roll for Cajun fries. Um, the manifest okay. Cajun like fries. With, especially with a nice fish sandwich. Y'all yeah, remember how we said right, no so shenanigans, and here we are talking about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Okay, okay, well, little Miss Waves go whoosh-woosh. This is, 
Listen, I'm so anxious. This is serious, Taro. Uh, okay. This is serious. Jaeger. Yes. Ro- Jaeger, roll me a d20 for your uh, for occasion. Uh, for occasion check. Uh, if you can get a if you can get a natural 20, I will say you've got Cajun fries sitting next to your bed. <gasps> I I got a little 11. I got a 13. I want Cajun fries. I got a 7, but I don't know what that is. Craig, roll for Cajun fries. <laughs> Come on, you guys Eddie. do not have Cajun fries. I'm sorry. You must, uh, have, you must have finished them all. Okay, at, so, least we, at least we ate some. So, a bit of time has passed. It is now mid to late afternoon. Not quite dusk, but the sun is setting. And you guys finally hear ringing up on the, the deck of the ship. Uh, and you're hearing some people shouting... And ho, and ho. You guys look out the window, or you guys head up to the dock. It's up to you. Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, get dressed, um, get washed, dressed, and get in my water set. Uh, uh, get my um, all my water bottles um together. In <laughs> my and yeah. my uh, my stuff together. Yeah, enough time. <laughs> Enough time has passed for you to be able to wash up, get your water skins filled, have a short rest, all of that stuff. Um, This is a give or take like two hours after the interaction with the ship. But you guys are hearing people uh, up on the dock or up on the deck shouting out that you guys have made it to Republic City. Here we are. About time. What time is it? Yeah, what time? Uh, it's. I said it was like mid to late afternoon, not quite dusk yet. Gotcha. You guys head on up to the deck to get a good solid view of this city. Uh, Kevin, you've been here before. Taro and Jaeger, you guys have never seen it. Maybe in movers or something, Jaeger, while you are inspecting the stove. Oh, I mean the TV. Um, but as you as your ship is moving closer to Republic City, this is what you see. You guys see Republic City, the city that can't sleep, the epicenter for music, fashion, technology, and media for all of the nations. Historically found it to be a place for unity among vendors and non-vendors. Republic still found its fair share of trouble and conflict. The events of Korra in her early years here 50 years ago are basic chapters in children's history books today, and the Yellow Spirit Gate at the heart of the old downtown serves as a constant reminder that history is not always kind, but you can still grow from it. Through this, Republic City has continued to thrive, moving upstream into the mountains nearby and away from the creeping vines protruding from the spiritual nightlight of the portal. They've continued their journey as a general melting pot for all looking for a new home. There's never not something to do in the hill-like streets of Republic City. The way Republic City looks now is not like in The Legend of Korra. You see 
50 years ago when that sport that spirit portal opened up it destroyed the downtown portion of what was Republic City since then the city has migrated up into the mountains so think less like it looked like in Legend of Korra it kind of looked like 1920s New York mm-hmm. this is think of more like 1950s San Francisco 1950s Beverly Hills meets New York it's moved all up into the mountains so everything's a lot slopier but it still has that uh, iconic image of what Republic City is what this means though is by docking into Republic City you guys actually have to travel up a stream using the steamboat powers and you know they've got the technology to try to make it easier for boats to move up and as you are moving up past old downtown into the new downtown into the heart of the city you guys are also seeing on your far left another stream where instead of ships are traveling upward they are traveling down and out of the city ports so essentially it's kind of like a canal system where it, or like a road like where Venice. one river right almost like one river that is traveling upstream is where ships go up and then the other river where it's traveling down into the ocean is where ships are traveling down to keep a good steady flow of traffic you don't see large ships like uh shipment uh ships or anything like that that's all still docked down at the bottom just because of how big those ships are they can't get through the narrow passage of what the rivers are here but being a transport ship you guys have no problem you guys get through the um, anima go before ahead before we before we get um to like the docks area it that time to go to uh uh air island excuse me um, as you're asking that, you see, or you, you ask that, and Vaughn is just like, well, we first have to check into the city first, and then you guys can head wherever you guys need to. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course. But you guys are traveling upstream into what looks like a giant train station of sorts, but it is exclusively ship stations. Uh, as you guys are coming in, you see a sign over this building, and this building is literally at the heart of the city, to where you see like where the stream comes in is high up on the mountains. Not much of the uh, city has made it that high yet, uh, but so there is still more of a river and more of city in front of you. But there's just as much in front as there is behind. Uh, on the sign of this building, you see the name Republic City Water Transportation. So this is essentially the dock station for transport, much like a, a way that you would have a train station. Uh, you guys wait by the door, they open it up, it's these giant metal doors. You guys are hearing mechanical sounds and gears turning, steam coming out to open these doors up. Someone must have just pressed a button to open it up it's very technological for its time you guys come in and find yourself a dock to station at you guys anchor yourself down somebody hops off ties the boat into this area you guys see a sign that labels which dock this is 
and you know the 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 ship guy writes it down in his notes or something so that he knows where you guys parked your ship, basically. Seeing it's a pretty bustling place despite how mid to late afternoon it is. There's still a few more transport ships coming in and there's still some leaving, but it seems like it's starting to get dark enough now to where it is slowing down, just not exponentially slowing down. You guys get off, it's very busy, very bustling. People are kind of running around with like tickets walking forward heading over to their ships or you guys are seeing people coming off of the ships grabbing all of their uh, packages and stuff like that and heading over to the front door which you see is like there's a check-in counter essentially there um, it sounds like a lot of people are in the middle of conversations talking to people that are nearby or talking to people asking for directions on where to go uh, you in the corner of the place, you are hearing this uh, woman trying to quiet her child as, as the child is crying. She's trying to shush him, you know. Um, but Sean walks off, Vana walks off, you three walk off, and you guys are standing on the dock uh, facing the entrance to leave this building and enter Republic City. And Sean looks at you guys. Sean looks at you guys and he goes, it has been a very long time since I've been here. This all is rather new to me. You check in with the front desk clerk with name so that they can kind of just keep track of who's in the city. And uh, an identification. Kevin, you would have a Republic City resident ID. Dong just nods, uh, turns and walks over to the front desk. And, and I follow Vana. You guys head over to the front desk. There's a bit of a line, but there's enough people at the front desk to just kind of like help move things along. But you can tell it's getting close to uh, closing time for the station because there are a few less people coming in as well as there are less people working here. But eventually you guys get to the front. Um, you now Shang announces his name, announces his title. Um, he gets a stamp on a piece of paper that basically says that he has a, a permission to enter the city right now. Vana does the same thing, says her first name, her last name, stamp, and walks off. Uh, comes up to Jaeger, and the guy goes, All right, may I get a name and profession? Jaeger Asmund, White Lotus. Okay, and he puts down, he's wearing like a classic Earth Kingdom style clothing. But it's like 1950s fashion, if you can try to imagine that. And he looks at you, and he like squints his eyes a little bit, adjusts his glasses, and sees the white lotus sash, uh, and goes, "All right," and stamps a piece of paper and hands it to you. And he goes, "Welcome to Republic City." I take it and leave. <laughs> Kevin walks up. <laughs> Kevin walks up, and he goes, "Hello, name and occupation." I am Kevin um, White Lotus. What's your last name? I don't think I ever gave my character a last name, to tell you the truth. Oh, no. Yeah, Kevin, we haven't had know. a last name. Yeah, we yeah we can go Mario Mario. Mario Kevin route. Water. Kevin Water. Actually, I like that. Kevin Water. Kevin Aqua. Are you serious? <laughs> I Sapphire Fire. Okay, <laughs> listen. We, we are like 19 episodes into the series. Kevin... Pick a last name. <laughs> Kevin Aqua. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Uh, it, waiting for a last name from Kevin since episode 11, so. Uh, to be Kevin fair, we, ne- to be fair, we never uh, used last name, so it never crossed my mind. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think my character was the only one who had a last name. No. Taro has a last name, name too. Oh. Is it Raina? <laughs> <Ooh>. Who? Who? <laughs> Who? Who? All right, all right, Kevin. Okay. I'm putting the I'm pressure gonna, on you. Go. You need a last name. Okay. okay, let's do Waters. Are you serious? Waters? That's it. Are you serious? Kevin Killmonger. <laughs> yeah. See, that'd be a lot better. Come on. <laughs> That's okay. the creativity. Okay. Uh, how about this? Finally, uh, Kevin. Chilson. Oh, Kevin. My. I rolled my eyes harder than I've ever known. Jenny and Mangary and Jensen. Kevin. I've never had to think of a last name for Kevin. you. Kevin. Oh, or Michelson. We, we've been waiting for like two months on this. <laughs> how, like again, how often do we have to use last names? Well, your dad owns a major business. You need a last name. Yeah, you're a rich boy. You gotta have a rich person. You gotta be able to sign those checks. You gotta have a last name, Kev. I was thinking like something like, like something cool, like, um, like Rockefeller or something had that prestige to it. There's something like oh Smith Williams. Like if there could be a thousand with Smith, so the thousand Williams. Want something a little more unique and like regal. Kevin Zaspera. Does that sound Kevin cool? Spacey. I like that one. I like that one. Let's go with that. Kevin Zaspera. That's a- Thank God. <laughs> You're welcome. I just named yeah. you my son. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> just send me how to spell that name that we, and we will the roll. There. And now you can change it the richest member of the party finally has a last name. That's good. Hey. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's rewind rewind a little bit. The, you walk up to the guy and he goes, "All right, name and occupation." Kevin Zaspera, and I show him uh, White Lotus. I show him my Republic City ID and the White Lotus symbol. He goes, "Oh, part of the Zaspera family. Uh, your your father's in town. I don't know if you heard that yet." And he he stamps a paper, basically allowing you guys to as he's talking to you about about that thank you can't wait to see that uh, all right next ali and with Bana and jaeger okay and uh taro you walk up and he goes name and occupation taro mendoza white lotus same as those other people all right, he stamps a piece of paper and hands you, and he goes, All right, welcome to the White Lotus. Hmm? Or, I mean, well, I'm sorry. Oh, hey, you, you just tell somebody your name and you join the White Lotus. All right, he goes, Thanks. I finger gun him. You shoot him and he bleeds, shouting, Why? <laughs> you are swarmed by the police, immediately executed. That's fair. <laughs> Alright, so all five of you make your way and you guys open the door to Republic City. 
And to be continued. Full house thong. See. Th oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that was that Dude, was exactly I it. <laughs> Just okay, I don't know exactly how you spell Zaspera. Put it as in Zrog. Oh, okay, so thanks everybody. Wait, as an all the way to the end. Zrog. No. <laughs> Jaeger. Zrog. Jaeger, do you have shoutouts? Uh, to Christina Applegate. I'm I'm sure they like that. And uh, the whitest kids you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're telling me about that. Keep doing it, guys. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I hope we'll they kidnapped a child. That'd be really cool. That would be hilarious. Their their story is that they're literally like traveling comedians, but they're set in a fantasy world. It's very interesting. It's a pretty cool concept. There's still a lot of battles too, and a midget. We need a midget now. That's not, that's Make Shang a midget. <laughs> tall is Sean anyway? Sean, he's like five something. He's the shortest out of all of you. He's slightly taller than Vana, I think. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah, that's why I'm saying off the top of my head. At least when I can't remember. I know Sean is short. He's like five something. Oh, he's just I a wee he, lad. I think he like five. I think you say he was like five ten, five eleven. I've got it in my notes, but, but um. He's fine. Oh. And uh, Vana, she's, I think she's like between five, five and five. Are we going to talk five. about Shang's height for the next hour or are we going to finish this episode, guys? I do not. Want we'll finish this episode. Because <laughs> heaven or no, we can ramble on for hours. Yes, that's why I'm trying <laughs> to keep that on track. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> alright Kevin uh, what do you have to plug today well one of the things I want to plug in is JB he, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's on his way home <laughs> and I hope he's feel a lot better yes this was uh, recorded like a month after our last session um he's still he's doing a little better than he was then still not a hundred percent uh he was going to try to listen in tonight uh wasn't able to do it but that's okay uh, it's better for him to make sure that he stays nice and healthy and a good boy messed up mostly most good mostly good boy like 80 maybe um maybe more like 65 percent good boy and Taro, do you have anything to plug today? Um, I mean, hey, do you guys listen to the Adventure Zone? It's pretty cool. Last episode, wow, what was that? That was crazy, man. Yes. No, I, I, I don't know what that is. I, I also am unaware. Oh, did you say something? I didn't hear you. I'm also unaware there. But I'll try to check it out. Oh, um, yeah. It's, um, a podcast where these cool three boys play, um, D&D. &D, and there's, like, a whole bunch of different arcs they're doing. The one they're doing right now is called Grad uh, The Adventure Zone Graduation. Super cool, super cool. I said super cool twice. Um, but yeah, they're pretty funny guys. They 
are cool guys. That's all I have to say. And what was it's called? Adventure Zone. The Adventure Zone graduation. Well, that's the first. The no one that's going on right now. The whole podcast is just the Adventure Zone. It's by the McElroy brothers. How tall is the Adventure Zone? There's, I think, like 200 episodes or something like that. Well, like, are we talking five feet or six feet? Hmm, I think between those two numbers. Okay. Alright, so, guys. Um. (laughs) We've got another five-star review that I would like to read out. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's always nice when we get these. Yeah, by the way, anybody, if y'all want to leave us five-star reviews, we will give you shout-outs and give you loves, as much loves as possible. Uh, for this one, it was done on the 19th of October, it looks like, uh, and it's by Mew and Shiny. It says, Amazement! I truly love this show's use of Avatar's lore with D&D's mechanics to make an awesome game. Thank you, Mew and Shiny. That's, uh, that's very sweet. With that, I believe that's everything we have to say this evening. We do have to say Sir? the character classes are Skeptic Frog's creation, uh, Avatar was created by Bright, and the music and sounds are found in the show notes. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we don't have an Instagram. We do have a YouTube, all under the name Dicebenders D&D. It's all one word. Be sure to check us out anywhere. Uh, be sure to check us out in our Discord as well. The link for that will be in the description. And as always, everybody, subscribe for more shenanigans. We've got plenty of it. I... Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Now watch me whip. Now watch me shenanigans. Oh my god. We find Tork in his room. Apart from the half-empty bottle of cabbage whiskey on the coffee table and the unfinished paperwork at its side, he sits alone near the bed. He reminisces as his eyes get lost in an old picture of a younger self and a familiar water tribe woman with her ever-so-kind smile. His arms wrapped around her waist, his tattoos shown prominently close to her thigh's sash. His memories are cut short when he hears a knock at his door. Shocked out of his trance, he puts the picture back in his bedside drawer under some earthbender books and walks in a slight, confident stumble. The door swings open. Oh, hey, uh, Z, I... I didn't see you at the meeting with, uh, Team 2B today. Yes, yes, I was, um, occupied. Look, go... Approached my desk just a bit ago to deliver this. She said she's needed at the Southern Air School now that her student is gone. She hands him a sealed letter, stamped with the White Lotus Master Lotus symbol. Oh, that's weird. They deliver that to me, too, if that were the case. Torque looks confused as he takes the letter and opens it. Uh, yeah. She's a tough one to crack, but she doesn't seem to give the whole truth, in my opinion. 
Tork continues to read until closing the letter and setting it to the side of the door. Yeah, that's go for you. She's always been that way. Uh, yeah, I understand that, but... She leans in a little closer. I think it's odd how after two of the strongest teachers in the Lotus go off on a mission, she disappears too, don't you? Uh, Z, I don't know... I don't know what you know about any of the new teachers here, but Go is just as trustworthy as they come. She's an odd turtle duck for sure, but I trust that woman with my life. Is this because of Shang's doubts about you? Uh, no, what? No, um, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm... Look, I'm just saying you can't rule anyone out as a rat mole. With what happened in Bay Long, we can't be too careful. Torque sighs and stands for a moment before saying, Shang and Go both have more than served their lives to this society. I don't know what they're ever thinking or doing, but I would not consider them rat moles. And if you really want to stop being a suspect to Shang, just tell him your name, Z. He's told me he doesn't trust you. If you're not hiding anything, then stop acting like you are. Silence echoes in the doorway before Z asks. And what about you? Do you trust me? <laughs> as far as I can throw you. But remember, my skills are different than both of theirs. I can tell when people lie. He leans against the doorframe with a smirk, crossing one foot over the other. What is your name, by the way? We only have you in the records as Z, and you've only been here for, what, a few years? She looks conflicted, but at the same time, like she's collecting herself, finding her words before she eventually looks at Torque with this confident smirk and posture, and says, Um, I have work I need to get back to. Torque just snaps his fingers with a wink and finger guns as she walks away. He shuts the door, and as he does, he narrows his focus back to the note. Z, on the other hand, begins walking towards her dorm. She stops and leans against the wall and grips an amulet in her pocket in a nervous tinge of collecting herself. One with a Fire Nation indentation on it. One final collecting exhale leaves her lips as she treks into her room for the night.